Let us begin. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Brew Distilled. I'm your host, Monty Ale, and this is going to be a podcast. It's going to be based on pop culture, sports, and also beer pairings with the topics we discuss. In the pop culture category of the show, we're going to be discussing what the latest shows are being streamed online from uh, online uh, streaming providers such as Amazon Prime, Disney+, Plus, Apple TV, and even Netflix. And what we're going to do is um, discuss current shows being streamed, maybe even past shows that are of interest, and also do a beer pairing or even a spirit pairing with those particular shows that match with what's going on in the show at the current moment. In this inaugural episode of Brew Distilled, I got a couple of beer pairings for the shows I'll be discussing on this inaugural episode. I got three shows I'm going to be discussing. One is going to be a recap, which will be WandaVision from Disney+, Plus, and I'm also going to be recapping the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier from Disney+, Plus, and also the recent episode of For All Mankind from Apple TV. These are three shows I'm very fond of. I think they're well done, well crafted, and also being a very big fan of Marvel and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're going to be hearing a lot about Marvel shows on this podcast, along with what's currently being streamed on Apple TV in terms of For All Mankind. Now for the first topic of this edition of Brew Distilled, which will follow the first beer pairing on the show, is going to be a recap of Disney Plus's series WandaVision as part of the MCU. Now before I go any further, there will be spoilers as I do a recap of this series. So if you have not seen the show or have an interest in watching the show, please stop now as there will be spoilers. Okay, so here we go. First of all, I think WandaVision was an excellent series. I think they really did a good job of exploring the character of Wanda Maximoff, who I firmly believe is the most complex character in the MCU. We first got introduced to Wanda Maximoff back in Avengers Age of Ultron, and where she got she joined the Avengers, but she really wasn't an Avenger first. She eventually got she eventually joined the Avengers after she briefly fought with them, only to eventually join them and become an Avenger herself at the end of the film. And she went on to be part of the Avengers for the entire Infinity War saga, showing herself to be a very powerful character who I come to see as probably the most powerful character as part of the Avengers, who I now think have been disbanded since the events of Avengers Endgame. In WandaVision, we see Wanda adjusting to life after the events of Endgame, where she lost Vision, who was her love interest, in the Affinity Saga. But the series doesn't start off that way. In the series, you see Wanda and Vision moving into this quintessential suburban town, happy together, happily married, is in a black and white format. And it's in that series where they're happily together as a married couple. They end up having kids together. Two boys who hold the powers of Wanda Maximoff and her fallen brother Pietro. I really like how they explored that growing relationship between Wanda and Vision. How they fought together. They fought against each other. Also how they explored their relationship. But also Wanda, she, Wanda knew that nothing was real. She had that feeling that something was going on. That there was, some, there was definitely a mystery in this show. And whoever thought that Agatha, the nosy villain, would end up being a villain? Now, there were a couple moments in WandaVision where I kind of knew that something was off with Agatha. She was giving off some things about herself that just didn't seem right at all. It's like she wanted the audience to know, or wanted Wanda and Vision to know, that she wasn't who she said she was. And that ended up being the case where she ended up being the villain all along. Hence the tune, it was Agatha all along. Now, for those who have seen the show, we know Agatha was defeated. Wanda eventually pieced everything together. But in the end, she ended up just like any other Avenger story, any other Marvel story. In the end, the character saves a day, but the character does suffer a huge consequence. And really, Wanda here faced a big consequence to her own image, as there's definitely a lot of animosity directed towards her by the townspeople in the town that she was having this uh, fantasy world in, that they clearly knew that they held her responsible for everything that happened, which really wasn't the case. It had nothing to do with Wanda. She was under some kind of control. And she, at the end of the end, she saved the day, saved all those people. 
only to realize it just wasn't appreciated, even though they probably didn't know all the work that she did to stop the villain, Agatha, and save the day in the end. You know, in the end, we see Wanda leave in the end of the series. She's at a uh, cabin in the middle of nowhere. It's her and also her this alter ego, I'm thinking right now, the Scarlet Witch. And which I want to see where that's going to go next after this. Because we know Wanda Maximoff is going to appear in the next Doctor Strange movie. We don't know in what role though. There's been speculation she might become a villain. I highly doubt that. But I wonder what her future is in the MCU. Because I hope there is another season of WandaVision. It may not be WandaVision. It may be a different storyline for Wanda Maximoff. But there's definitely more to this character that needs to be explored. What I took away from the series is that Wanda is a very complex character. Who has a very tragic background as we all know the comics we also know the, the movies the avengers movies that her her life is very sad growing up and it very shaped how she views the world and what and where she fits in it i think the humor is well done you know marvel humor is pretty good but also it's the dramatic moments those moments those intimate moments between her and vision where they're talking just one-on-one -on -one with each other we really see that drama that really rich storytelling and it was those moments that really made wandavision the series that it was that this is a a, a character a character adjusting to a new life in a very complicated world after the blip brought about by Thanos in Avengers Affinity War. And also where it appears that the Avengers have been disbanded or no longer an active group. So she's lost in this world. She, she's looking for her place. So she's adjusting to this whole new world. You know, in this series, she created this whole new fantasy world based on TV sitcoms and went from being black and white in the 50s to the 70s to the 80s, 90s, and even to the modern day. But in the end, it was all about Wanda's and Vision's relationship with each other and how she had to let him go because he he could not exist outside that world because he was killed in the Avengers in Avengers Infinity War. And that's kind of what I took away from Wanda Vision. It was a very a very good series about a character trying to adjust to a new life, discovering her own identity, only discover that in the end she's got more searching to do. She's there's more about her that she doesn't even know. You know, Wanda Maximoff is a very troubled character, but also a very powerful one as well, who also has a very unique personality and how she fits into the MCU. So I'm very interested to see where this is going to go and how this ties into Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, the next Doctor Strange movie where we will see Wanda Maximoff. In what role? I do not know. But I do look forward to seeing it. I can't wait to see that film, and I want to see what happens to Wanda in that film and what role she's going to play and where she goes afterwards. The only thing about the series that I was a little disappointed in, it was not Wanda or Vision or anyone else in the series. It was the lack of an appearance from Clint. Hawkeye. Hawkeye was the Avenger who helped Wanda get involved with the Avengers. He was her motivating force. He was her mentor. He was her father figure. You know, uh, Wanda's parents were killed by a bomb, which was shown in WandaVision, which it was really powerful seeing the name of that bomb, Stark Industries. You know, I don't know if Wanda, she didn't seem to have that much of a relationship with Tony Stark, a.k.a. Iron Man. And seeing that bomb had Stark Industries written on it, and it was the bomb that killed her parents, that was like, what the hell? That was a really powerful moment right there. That was an American weapon who killed her parents, and then she ended up joining Later, later in life, become an Avenger alongside Tony Stark, who his weapons killed her parents. And just seeing that in that episode that was leading up to the finale is a very powerful moment when that was showed and the impact it had on Wanda. But going back to Hawkeye, I wish Hawkeye would have appeared. I thought he was going to appear. I don't know in what way. I wish he did, though. The last time we saw them together was at the end of Avengers Endgame. They were talking about, you know, their, their, their shared losses. You know, Hawkeye lost Natasha Romanoff, a.k.a. Black Widow, and Wanda lost Vision. They are talking to each other one-on-one -on -one privately in that moment out uh, at Tony Stark's funeral. And where it appeared, they got a sense of closure to their losses all brought about by Wanda who it seemed like she could see the afterlife and she said that they were okay. And it was that moment where I saw them getting a sense of closure, that sense of comfort that they, re they felt reassured that everything was going to be okay with their lost loves and fellow Avengers. 
and that they can move forward with their lives knowing that everything in the deed is okay. But the lack of an appearance from Hawkeye in WandaVision does kind of bother me, but it's not a deal breaker. The series was still outstanding. And I look forward to seeing what's next in Wanda's story in the MCU and where she's going to go next. And also, I hope that there is still a reunion between her and Hawkeye in the future. So that's my recap of WandaVision. Not very detailed because I want to focus more on Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is my first show I'm going to be recapping. But first, what drink am I going to be pairing with WandaVision? Well, I have it right here, and it is the Mind Haze IPA from Firestone Walker. For those who are unfamiliar, Firestone Walker is a brewery based out of Paso Robles, California, right here in California, the home state of this podcast. I've always been a fan of Firestone Walker Brewing Company. I have not been there in person yet, and once COVID passes over, I definitely want to make a trip down there to check this brewery out in person. Their beers are very common here in California, all about grocery stores, beer stores is where I find their beers. And if you don't live in California, I highly recommend checking out make sure to see if Firestone Walker is available in your local beer stores or grocery stores. It is most definitely, though, a WandaVision-themed beer, hence the name Mind Haze IPA, because WandaVision overall was a mind hazing kind of experience, but in a very good way, very complex, very mysterious, uh, very confusing at times, but also very well-crafted at the same time, just like this Mind Haze IPA from Firestone Walker. So do check out that beer, and also if you've not seen WandaVision, or if you want to go re-explore WandaVision, it's always there on Disney+, Plus, always there, ready to go. This now brings us to the next topic of the show, along with the beer pairing that follow afterwards, and that is the recap of the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney+. Just like his companion series, WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier is one of the MCU series being streamed on Disney+, which takes place after the events of Avengers Endgame. Now, before I proceed any further, just like WandaVision, there will be spoilers involved of this episode review, so if you have any interest in watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or you're going to watch it some other time down the road, you may want to stop now, because there will be spoilers as I perform this first episode review. Ready? But here we go. So you may hear some clicking here in the background as I'm going to fire up my Disney Plus account, because I'm going to go over the episode key moments in the episode of this first episode as I perform this podcast here. Now, in the first scene here, I see Falcon. Get, he's in a room. He's getting ready for the day. He's ironing in his shirt. And it's a very, you can sense there's something on his mind. He's definitely got a big day ahead of him. He's getting a suit ready. And I see Captain America's shield on his bed. Now, we all know at the events of Endgame, at the very end, Captain America, a.k.a. C. Rogers, passed on the shield to Falcon which pretty much made him the next Captain America. And I can see the look in his eyes right now. He's looking at that shield with a very intense focus on his face. He's definitely got a lot in his mind. It's revolving around that shield. I don't know what's going on with the shield right now, what's going on in his head. He's putting it into the bag. And that's where the scene transitions from this dramatic moment, this dramatic introduction, to an action scene, which is a very well done action scene in this first episode, which really does celebrate and honor the action that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is known for in their films and now TV shows. And Falcon is on a mission here. And just to sum it up here, in this mission, he is out to rescue a pilot who are, are somewhat a per, an Air Force personnel who's trapped by terrorists on a hijacked Air Force plane in North Africa. So he's on this mission, but here's a twist. He cannot go into Libyan airspace. So he's running against time to get this rescue mission performed properly, while he's also communicating with Air Force intelligence officers right on the ground. Despite the complications he uh, faced on this mission, Falcon goes on to save the day. He rescues the guy trapped on the hijacked plane and defeats the terrorist without violating any airspace by going into Libya. But in the end, you know, at the end, he's in he's he's um in Tunisia talking with Air Force personnel, the Air Force intelligence officer who I do believe is going to be a new character in this show. And I want to see where this new character is going to go. The name of this new Air Force character is Joaquin Torres, who I imagine is going to be a primary contact for Sam Wilson, a.k.a. Falcon. 
in the scene who he's taught he's telling falcon that there's a new terrorist group out there who doesn't believe in any borders and who wants the world to go back to the events of the blip so they're still discussing the way the world is after the blip that was brought about by thanos in avengers infinity war and you know the world's still adjusting the world's in a very complicated place and i think that's why it's called a new world order to name this episode and also, you know, it's just like the world's in a new spot. You know, Falcon's adjusting to his new world. He was affected by the blip. He disappeared in the blip along with Bucky Barnes. And now they're back. They came back to help save the day at the events of Avengers Endgame by defeating Thanos to get the world back to where it was. But the world is not back to where it needs to be. There was a lot of issues going on in this world. And it's after that scene in Tunisia where we go back to that dramatic moment, not in the bedroom, but we kind of know what was going on when Falcon's getting ready for today, what he was getting ready for. It was for an event in Washington, D.C. where he was going to be giving a Captain America's shield to the Smithsonian Museum. And I thought, what is going on here? I thought he's going to be the new Captain America. But here he is giving up the shield to the Smithsonian Museum for apparently it's going to be part of an exhibit now. What really surprised me in this episode, and I really found, I was really pleasantly surprised by this, was... The appearance of Colonel Rhodes, played by Don Cheadle, who is in this scene. He's part of. He's, he's at the reception, hearing a Falcon speak about the impact and legacy of Steve Rogers, aka Captain America. A very moving scene, a very moving moment where two former Avengers are together at the scene and at this appearance, at this gathering where they're honoring Captain America. And at the, at the end of the scene, uh, Colonel, I, I really like this. You know, uh, Colonel Rhodes wants to talk to Falcon one on one because. He seemed to be disappointed that Falcon was not going to carry on the mantle of Steve Rogers and be the next Captain America. And I like the humble nature of Falcon where he tells Colonel Rhodes that, you know, the shield wasn't for him. It was for Steve Rogers and Steve Rogers only. And I guess he didn't see himself as a guy to carry on that legacy of being Captain America or the next Captain America. But I like that moment. The, the two share that sense that that drama that that good moment the intimate moment between the two where they're catching up and i think we're going to see colonel rhodes again because he told falcon that he'll be in touch so i think look, later down the series i think we're going to see more from colonel rhodes i don't know in what way i still don't know what his status is as war machine i mean i don't know what's going on with that is he still war machine i don't know but you know he definitely there's i think there's gonna be more from colonel rhodes in this series I don't know what role is going to be yet, but I think more is coming with Colonel Rhodes. So we're going to have to keep a lookout for that in future editions of this podcast as the series progresses on Disney+. Plus. Now, so far yet, we have yet to see Bucky Barnes, a.k.a. the Winter Soldier, in this episode as his first uh, moments of the episode are based around Falcon and how he adjusts into this new world after the blip. And you know, and now I'm going through the episode here, and then here, here we go. Now I'm looking at it right now my Disney Plus account. You know, this really this visually helps me recap the episode for you guys as I'm reviewing this episode now here it is we got a a moment where when bucky barnes was under the hypnosis that he was under remember that he was under the hypnosis by hydra he wasn't really a bad guy but he's under some kind of mind control where he was doing missions for hydra going around killing people performing these horrendous actions i'm watching right now it's a good fight scene he's just going to kicking some ass here it's people people trying to kill him but he's firing back he's doing his fighting moves here and he's just you know he is man he is a man on a mission right now and man he, he's got his costume on he's got the long hair he's known for yeah this is bucky barnes and pure hydra action i'm watching right now and yeah jesus man he is really on a roll here but here's where it gets here he does his mission he he kills this one guy and then he looks at this innocent bystander who's just one against this hotel room apparently this is that hotel he's at as bystander once again this hotel is a young man he's finally with his keys 
and unfortunately he doesn't make it in there and Bucky Barnes under hypnosis kills this poor young man and I thought wow that is just like that's what he's known for. that's what that was his dark history you know all I mentioned earlier with Wanda all these Marvel characters come from all these dark histories and it's very tragic backgrounds and then this is where it's really immediately revealed that Bucky Barnes wakes up from a nightmare he's having a dream about this mom and where he realizes he's having a He's living a bad dream about his past life. We then transition to a scene where Bucky's talking to a shrink about his uh, past issues, his past demons. He's trying to help Bucky to overcome the past demons that he's encountered during his years as a member of Hydra and also other issues as well. It turns out Bucky has a list of people he needs to make amends with, and she's talking to him about that and um, challenging him to get out there and become a better person than what he is now. It turns out, though, we after the shrink, he's talking to a guy who owns what appears to be a restaurant. Bucky and this guy have a very good relationship. They know each other very well. It turns out that man is the father, the man he killed. The, the, the boy, the young man that Bucky killed, he, he knows that man's father. And it turns out he also knows that, that young man's sister as well. There's a moment where they go on a date together, but Bucky's just not into it. She's trying to play Battleship with him. They're having some beer. Which, that beer, I want to find that beer. I want to profile here on the show. I want to make that a pairing for this, for this podcast where we're talking about Falcon Winter Soldier. So the name of the beer is Tiger. I need to go track it down, and I will try my best to find that beer and profile it here on the show. But you know, Bucky, he's, he's got a lot of demons going on. He's got a lot of issues going on. And it turns out that Sam has been trying to contact Bucky to see how he's doing, which is something that Hawkeye should have done for Wanda, but didn't. So I don't know what the hell's going on with that. But yet Falcon's trying to reach out to Bucky to see how he's doing. Why couldn't Hawkeye do that for Wanda? Just saying. Anyways, here we are. And he is talking to the, he's talking to this, he's talking to this girl. He eventually bails out a day. He just can't go through with it. And then we go back, you know, now we go back to seeing Falcon. He's trying to adjust to life after the blip. You know, a Falcon and his sister, they run a boat together, but they go do shrimping and, uh, down in Louisiana. And a Bucky, I mean, not Bucky, but Falcon is trying to work with his sister to keep the business going. She definitely has some skepticism. She wants the business to end because... She doesn't feel it's feasible and was wondering where's Falcon for the past five years. You know, Falcon's gone for five years, so he's part of the blip. He couldn't be there for her, even though he would have been. So seeing that scene where those two are talking about their family's business, the future of that business, and how they're going to make it work, it really goes into talking about the struggles that many people face in, in modern America and seeing how that plays out in a Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it's a very good, excellent drama. I love how they play it out here. You know, trying to get a loan in the bank to keep the business going. The loan gets denied. The guy just seems more interested in seeing Falcon for his celebrity image as a past Avenger. And, you know, in the, in the end, they got screwed at that loan. They got screwed out of that loan. That was just a very tragic moment. Should not have happened to them. But also seeing, like, going to the real world struggles the Avengers face. You know, they're superheroes out there saving the day. They're out there making things happen. But in the end, they got their own internal struggles are dealing with as well just like everyday people and that was very well profiled in that moment where falcon and his sister are trying to get that loan for that business at the bank only to get denied in the end and it was even later in the show where closer towards the end where uh, falcon gets a message from walking Torres, a lieutenant in the air force who's been as part of a support staff from earlier in the episode who tells him about an incident that happened in the episode where walking Torres is on a mission in europe he gets attacked by some guy after some appears to be a robbery and he gets the whole thing caught on tape but he was wearing a body camera when this is happening and he passes on that footage over to Falcon and it's clear that this is where the mission is starting this is what the struggle is going to be for Falcon and Winter Soldier even though they did not have any interactions in this episode eventually they will be teaming up and from my understanding they are going to be going all around the world I mean from my understanding this show is filmed in Atlanta Georgia which has been a prime location for all the Marvel Cinematic Universe's movies and now Disney Plus series and also in the Chaz Republic so what I'm seeing here is that this is where Falcon and Winter Soldier are going to get their mission they're going to, this is where their struggle is going to come and this is something that's going to bring them together I just don't know what it is yet but that is kind of what this uh those are the highlights of 
of this first episode, you know, it's both of them trying to adjust the world after the blip. The world is trying to move on. It's like, I don't think the world's moved on from them. I don't know yet. Because I think the world is showing signs of moving on from the Avengers. We'll get that in a few minutes based on what we saw in the ending. But I don't know if the world's exactly moved on from the Avengers just yet. Even though the appearance of the Avengers have disbanded. Now, you know, Bucky, he's got his own issues going on. He's trying to move on with his guilt. And Falcon's trying to move on by helping his family. By keeping family business afloat. But something is brewing based on the incident in this episode in Europe. Where Taurus got, pretty much got his ass kicked by a robber. But he also knows that there's something going on here that something's brewing he reached out to falcon because he needs falcon's assistant on this but falcon he's gonna know he can't do this without bucky so he's gonna reach out to bucky they're gonna find each other and they're gonna go on this mission which is gonna be the basis of this series now at the end of the episode you know bucky uh, we don't know where bucky's at we don't know what his reaction to this is gonna be just yet i think this can be part of the thing that gets him and falcon together but falcon's sister alerts him on a recent uh news story that's breaking out falcon and her go to the tv screen she, she knows it's not good and he knows it's not good, but he has—he just doesn't know yet. It turns out Captain America's shield has been taken out of the Smithsonian, and now the U.S. United States government, from the character in the series, who I believe is the Secretary of Defense, is trying to appoint a new Captain America. And we have at the end of the series, at the end of the show, at not the end of the series, the series not over yet, but at the end of this episode, we see a new Captain America. And man, it really pissed me off, man. Like, no, 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 America. Now we all know him. If you're a fan of comics like I am, you know there's something more to this that they're transitioning into the Disney Plus series. But it's clear a part of this is going to be a new catalyst for the series where they're bringing in a new Captain America that is going to be part of this series. I don't know what his role is going to be just yet, but this is something that's not going to sit well with Falcon, and I definitely know it's not going to sit well with Bucky. So how they react to this, how they deal with this is going to be very interesting. I imagine we're going to see the fallout from that in episode two, which comes next week. But that's my recap of this first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think the show is off to a great start. Will it be as good as WandaVision? I don't know yet. Probably not. It'll be, I think it's going to be a great series, but I don't think it's going to be as good as WandaVision. WandaVision, I think it's going to be the king of these streaming series on Disney+. Plus. I think Wanda. Vision will definitely go on to carry that title. But I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to come close. Just not there just yet. It's really going to depend what happens in the series. I hope there's not too much comedy. I hope they keep up with what they're doing now. There's been talk about being like a buddy cop kind of show. I thought, nah, it's not going to work for me. I hope it doesn't go that route. I know there's moments in the trailer where it seems it's going to be just like that. But I hope it doesn't do that. I wanted to say like a good bend of drama and humor, just that we're seeing now. I think we'll start to see more humor once the two of them get together, but I want them to keep that drama going, that balance of the, to help balance out the storytelling for this series. But I definitely anticipate great things coming for this series. I look forward to what's to come and I highly recommend you watch it. Go back and watch again, just like I did. And um, that's my recap of this. Now, what is my beer pairing for this? Like, what am I pairing with this? Now, I think this is also going to play for WandaVision as well. So let's consider this a joint beer pairing for both WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, a well one-time thing here. And what the beer I am pairing with this is Separation Anxiety IPA from Berryasa Brewing Company. This IPA is a very excellent IPA. I got the can with me right now. This is, a, according to the can's description, this bright ultra flora IPA showcases carefully selected mosaic hops from Yakima Valley, Washington, simply at its finest. This is a very good beer. Excellent. With mosaic hops, a very 
excellent beer mostly indeed and a separate and a title separation anxiety i think it goes well with wandavision and falcon and winter soldier you know all three characters here wanda maximoff uh, falcon and the winter soldier all deal with some sort of anxiety i think it's coming from some separation anxiety but there's definitely anxiety going on with these characters and i'm thinking that is the right beer to pair for this first episode of falcon and winter soldier along with wandavision so consider that a joint beer pairing for these two most excellent series and definitely good beer from barry it's a brewing company i've had their beer before I was once at a beer pairing dinner at an Irish pub where Barry Asa Brewing was part of the beer. They had some food together and they were pairing beer with this food. And Barry Asa Brewing is my first time having their beer. Excellent beer and highly recommend. If you live in California, do check out Barry Asa Brewing. If you don't live in California, just like a Firestone Walker, see if your local beer store or grocery store has your beer, but it's most definitely good beer. Good beer checking out. And th- that is uh, from Barry Asa Brewing Company. And this beer, the pairing is a separation anxiety IPA from Barry Asa Brewing Company. So until next week, that's my weekly recap of the Marvel series Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'll be back next week to recap episode two, and I have high expectations. Now next, my other recap, we'll do a brief recap here of episode two, not, not episode two, but the next recent episode of for All Mankind on Apple TV, which is a show that takes place in an alternate history in where the Soviets got to the moon before the United States and the ramifications that follow. In this latest episode, which is, um, let me pull it up here, I'll get my screen up here, bear with me here. Okay, now, the name of the episode is Episode 5, The Wait. In this show, if anyone has seen For All Mankind, kind of knows a lot going on with the characters. You know, they're, they're all astronauts for the most part, astronauts or, or also staff with NASA on the ground. In a previous episode, Ed... And Gordo went on this uh, training exercise flying jets in order to get prepared for their next mission to go out in outer space. You know, the two of them got a little reckless in this episode where Ed's jet ended up malfunctioning. He had to bail out. He had to eject. He got an ejection seat going right into the Gulf of Mexico. That's how the episode ended. Now, in this next episode from last night, which I watched, you know, Ed, he obviously survived. He lived. You know, they're not going to kill off Ed. Come on, they kill off Ed, man. I'm not going to watch the show ever again, probably. Ed's my favorite character. But his wife, Karen, we know Karen in the show, Karen, she's really, um, man, you know, Ed and Karen's marriage is a very interesting topic on the show. She is not happy with what Ed did. And you can tell there's some drama, some friction between the two in this episode. And, you know, Ed's trying to, you know, adjust back to after the accident. He's wondering, is this going to affect his career as an astronaut? And in the end, you know, Ed and Gordo are given this a warning from Molly. Molly's not the head of the astronaut office. She's not a person in charge of who goes into space. Molly decides to lift him off the warning, even though Harold and Margot make a plea for um, a harsher punishment, which I don't know what that would have been. But, you know, Molly decided to give them a pass on this just this one time, though. So that's kind of where that incident left there. And then there, and that's kind of where that left there. And then we transfer on to Tracy. You know, Tracy, she's been this celebrity now after going to outer space. You know how she's divorced from Gordo now and how it's affecting Gordo. But we also see what I found interesting in this episode is where... At the, at the Jamestown base right in the moon, Tracy goes back to outer space. She's you know, making a whole celebrity thing about the whole thing. And she goes up there into Jamestown, gets like a really weird reception. I don't know if there was a really awkward or a cold reception, but I don't think it was a very welcoming one either. I don't know if there's some animosity from the astronauts who are not thrilled about her celebrity status and how that could affect her mission on the moon. What I found interesting is that Tracy discovers there's an illegal stash of alcohol on the moon. Like apparently there's some distilling going on in the moon at the moon base and there's a legal stash there and she gets um she gets introduced to it but she's also adjusting to life back on the moon which is gonna be a six month deployment she's gonna be on the moon for six months and she's wondering how she's going to adjust to that and she does a lot of things to screw up i mean she so she does something with the venting noise in her bunk she can't sleep so she messes up the venting noise she's got cravings of smoke 
And also, you know, she goes back to cover an event which causes a fire drill, some kind of uh, drill in the in Jamestown moon base, where they had to briefly evacuate, only to discover is something that she did. And notice that where she's trying to, she's taking up drinking again. She's covering up uh, her smoking in the moon by smoking in parts of the moon base where she's not supposed to because smoking is prohibited on this moon base. So I'm really interested. I think what, just, what I found interesting about this episode, I think the main point of it was, was Tracy's adjustment going back to the moon despite her celebrity status back on planet Earth. You know, there's that moment in the show where she's talking to Johnny Carson with all the astronauts looking on, but they're, not, they're also not on the screen as well. They just know she's talking to Johnny Carson. And, and then she caused that whole incident, which is like, it was actually a CO2 alert is what happened. And she almost got sent home on the moon, but she's given a second chance. So I'm wondering, that's going to be interesting. We got five episodes left in this series. How is Tracy going to adjust to life back on the moon? And parallel to that, Gordo's back on planet Earth. You know, Gordo in the beginning of the series, he was depressed. He was getting like a Thorbot. He was drinking a lot more. His life is a mess. Now he's starting to get his act back in order by exercising, developing a more positive mindset because he wants to go back to the moon. So I think Gordo is going to be seeing some kind of redemption later as a show and series progresses in season two for all mankind. I want to see where it takes Tracy though. Is she going to go down a Gordo route and Gordo's going to go more to Tracy route? I want to see where that develops between these two. Are they going to get back together? I hope so. We don't know yet. Even though Tracy is married to another guy, though. I don't think they really, I think they revealed him briefly. But we really, don't, we really don't know much about this new guy that Tracy's with in this series. Also in this episode, we see the return of Aleda back to NASA. She's got an entry-level position given to her by Margo, who Margo came and helped her out to get her back into NASA. A most generous thing on behalf of, of Margo to do that for Aleda. And I'm going to see, you know, Aleda comes back. And I think, I think there's some parallels between Aleda and and Tracy in this episode. They both get like a really weird reception where they go. You know, Tracy got a weird reception going onto the Jamestown moon base, and Aleda got one going over back into NASA. And I think a lot of that might have been based on her own actions and attitudes towards the whole thing, but it'd be pretty interesting to see where that goes. I think it's going to end well for both of them, but I just want to see where exactly that goes. We also start to see Molly starting to have trouble with her vision when she's giving orders to the astronauts for going to the moon. I know in earlier episodes, we saw that the Soviets were occupying moon space by NASA, by, I don't know, I think it's plutonium they're trying to mine there. So the Soviets are taking space in the the Americans on the moon and now we got the United States sending armed astronauts to the moon. Yes, you heard that right. Astronauts armed with rifles were sent to the moon on this episode in order to counter the Soviets who are taking up their territory on the moon. So I want to see where that goes, but as with Molly was giving them the orders on that, her vision was failing. So I want to see where that goes. That can affect Molly going to space in future episodes. We have yet to see. Then there's also Ellen's storyline where she visits a poetry reading from Pam, the former bartender from the outpost. I was wondering where Pam was. You know, she wasn't in the earlier episodes. This is after Ed and Karen had bought the bar. Pam was no longer a bar was no longer a bartender there. And then we saw that her reunited with Ellen after Pam had published a, a book of poems. You know, one of the poems is all about Ellen and their relationship. They eventually ended up getting together romantically after that encounter when he went back to the outpost after the reunion. And I was trying to see where exactly uh, this takes Ellen in terms of her storyline. As you know, she's got to keep that a secret because if you know that comes out, that's a big scandal for her and her career for NASA. So that kind of wraps up that episode of the weight. On for all mankind, just a little brief synopsis here of that episode and where that's going to go in the future. We got five episodes left. I am interested in these three things for the rest of it. In terms of where these storylines are going to go, where is Trace going to go with her story arc? Where is Gordo going to go? What's going to happen to Edward goes back to outer space? And what's going to happen with the armed Marines on the moon? How is that going to be received by the Soviets already on the moon? Then there's Molly. How's her vision going to help her uh, going back to outer space? And what's going on with Gordo's son? 
and Karen. What is going on there? Is he trying to hit on Karen? I want to know more about that. That's We got to explore that more, see how that goes in the rest of the series. He's definitely making some moves. I got to see where that's going to go. I'm pretty sure. I think the show is deliberately hinting that something's going to happen. We just don't know what it is yet. And whether that's going to be uh, unveiled in, in season two, because you know season three got renewed. So we don't know what season three is going to bring, but we still got five episodes left of season two of For All Mankind on Apple TV. Now, I don't have a beer to pair with this. So I, here's what I would pair with For All Mankind. And that's going to be a shot of whiskey. It could be any whiskey you like. Uh, you know, the astronauts, they drink a lot on the show. There's a lot of frequently drinking at the outpost. So let's, go, let's pair this with a shot of whiskey for all mankind. No particular whiskey, whatever whiskey you like. And that's what we're going to, that's what we're going to, this episode review and synopsis. I think well done episode. I don't, I won't give it a letter grade. I definitely say it's definitely worth watching just like the whole series. And we just had it interesting to see where this all goes going forward in the remaining five episodes. So that is all I have for this inaugural episode of Brew Distilled. I am your host, DJ Monty Ale, and hope you enjoyed this inaugural episode. Just so you know, this podcast is just getting started. I have a lot planned for this podcast. More beer pairings, more shows we're going to be talking about. Eventually, I want to transition, maybe add a sports segment. Eventually, though, I want to start profiling local establishments here in the Sacramento area, which is the home of this uh, podcast, but also beyond Sacramento, even beyond California by profiling establishments all around the world. And we'll just see where this podcast goes and see what about getting interviews on this podcast. You know, developing a podcast is such an epic journey. I mean, it is not as easy as it looks. But it's great to have this podcast up and running. You can find this podcast in the Apple Store, which, you know, I'm an Apple person, so definitely find it in the Apple Store and also other directories where I'll be starting to submit this podcast to. Once you get this podcast in more directories, I'll be sure to keep you posted where you can find it, and that way you can listen to whatever your preferred directory is. But that's kind of where that stands right now. But uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for listening to this inaugural episode of Brew Distilled. And before we go, just a quick recap of the beers that were profiled in this episode. The first was the Mind Haze Double IPA from Firestone Walker Brewing Company. And the other was Separation Anxiety IPA from Barriasa Brewing Company. Both excellent beers you should check out. That does it for me on this inaugural episode of Brew Distilled. I'm your host, DJ Monty Ale. And remember, be brewed and be distilled. Cheers.